What's up, everybody? It's the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. On today's show, we bring Shockwave Dan to talk about the Thuzy tapes. We're going to talk about season passes. And you have part three of the Mikey Mayo trilogy. We're going to talk underrated things in general. You're going to want to stick around for this one. Hey, hello, Mitch. How are you today up there in the uh, the cold Canadian winter? I am good. I is cold. Uh, I was going to say I want. I didn't say this before we were planning, but I wanted to say that two things. One, I have never recorded a podcast this late at night. First of all, and two, uh, this is the first time me and Coaster Bro have ever recorded just the two of us, like in all the years. I've never what? been just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck did I do that? I, I I feel like I've left you out of something. Um, damn, I fucked that up. We didn't have a show together, just you and me. I guess theme park stuff. No, no. I actually, I actually never recorded theme park stuff either. It was always on the only time I came on the cuz on like the cuzies before like season one before me and Logan joined was for the road trip for Toronto and Montreal. That's and right. then, of course, we had you on Prairie Coasting twice, at least, if not three times. But uh, this is the first time. Wow, that's odd. I would have thought it was not. But yeah, Jeff was always there for the for the Cuzzy road trip. Man, that's kind of weird. I know. <laughs> wait, I guess. Wait, what about what about when Do- the Dollywood? Never mind. I think actually, never mind. I think the Dollywood was the one time you and I did. Okay, so. Yep, because Jeff had uh, something to take care of. That's right. Yes, he was left in Charlotte. Was he left in Charlotte? I think he was left in somewhere. Yeah, Hooters in Charlotte. Hooters in Charlotte somewhere. Yeah. So I actually, that's a lie. I did. This is the second time we've recorded. So I I apologize. Well, the listeners, if you're a true listener, you knew we were punking you the whole time. April Fools. It's not (laughs) April yet, but it's all right. Um, But long story short, I am good. How are you? Fantastic, man. I, uh, it's just celebrated my wife and I's wedding anniversary, four years. We went to, where did we go? We went to um, Yard House. <laughs> okay, okay. Have you ever been to a Yard House before? Yes, yes. They did a, they did a weird entry into Canada, and there was a few. I don't know if they're still around, but mm. I have been to a Yard House in the U.S. before. It kind of reminds me, it's like a TGI Fridays vibe, right? Yeah, a little bit, but uh, the food's good. Yeah, and for some reason they serve like their Miller Light and in yard tall glasses, which I never saw the appeal of that. I like their beer selection, um, but my wife does not drink very often. She was like, "I think I want a glass of wine," and I was like, "Do you want to split a bottle?" And it was all very romantic. But there's a there's a place in Kansas City called the Legends that feels like a very watered down city walk that we went to. Um, so <laughs> that was pretty fun. They've got like a Dave and Buster's is like they're, you know, the center of it all. <laughs> it's the big I business I feel like there. most American cities have those. Like in, in Salt Lake City, there's one is a really, it's actually, it's like an old train station. And there's like a creek flowing through it and there's a giant Forever 21. In mm-hmm. Phoenix, they have a bunch of them. I think there's one in Chicago. Like, yeah, I think I would say most American cities, I think there's even one in Toronto, has like a, it's like a city walk feel where it's like just surrounded by parking lot, but the inside yep. is like 
oh, well, we're walking through a district. It feels like a downtown. So yeah, it's it's a great getaway. It felt like we were Disney Springs or something, but mm-hmm. we weren't. Um, it did make me miss Disney more. <laughs> uh, I was just like, man, I should. I mean, I don't want to live in Orlando, but like sometimes I feel like I want to live in Orlando. Yeah, I mean, it is for for if you're a theme park guru and you are you don't mind the other things about Orlando or Florida in general. Sounds like a pretty good time. And I do I what I appreciate about being American is you have the option mm-hmm. to. I like what I like about at least, you know, being American or being whatever. You can have the option of living in Alaska or Florida or California or Maine, whatever you want. So there is the option for both uh, economy to live somewhere different and also climate wise. So I, I, I understand that. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, by the way, you forgot to mention that Logan's just not on the show, I guess. Oh, um, fuck. Right. Which is what we do. We did that to you last time. So I, I thought we were just going to keep it going, but uh, I want to go ahead and call ourselves out as we're recording, you know, as far as you're recording about five minutes into the show, probably. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Logan. Not, not really. You know what? It's all good. It's it's good because I feel like with the scheduling conflicts over the last couple of weeks, there's been every combination now. It's mm-hmm. like me and Logan had it, me and Logan recorded, and then you and Logan, and now me and you. So it's every we've had every combination, and it's like a full circle. And that's what one of the things when we started the show was like, no, it's going to be awesome because if somebody's busy, we can just work around it and, and kind of rotate through. And here we are. Look mm-hmm. at us. Yeah. Look at and us. It's been, and it was great because like I was I did the couple interviews with Parker for a while, like mm-hmm. a while and I was on and I did the um uh show with just you guys. So even though I wasn't on last week's or two weeks ago's show, I got to pop in with just Parker. So it was a nice little you didn't you didn't miss me. If you if you if you're Mitch num, Mitch's number one fan, I know I'm the number one most popular podcaster on this podcast, but it's true. Um I'm always going to uh I'm always going to uh make an appearance. Well, I know a lot of people are starting to miss Logan already, mm-hmm. so maybe we should just go ahead and, and put his segment in the show. He sat down with Shockwave Dan. I know um, the most popular episode of Prairie Coasting, wasn't that it? the Shockwave Dan episode where Shockwave Dan just blessed you guys and, and talked talked about all sorts of things, if not one at the top. Yeah, I would say it was the top. There was an episode with Tally, I think, that was like competing with it for the top. Ooh. There was a couple... Um, there but for the longest time it was our it was our top episode it was a very fun one to record well we'll throw it to to shockwave dan and logan but before we do how many mentions of lady gaga do you think there will be mine i'm gonna say 20 okay i'm gonna go with seven so oh um, okay we'll, we'll see who wins um logan keep track of it for us while you're adding the show okay off to them <laughs> To Logan, <laughs> to Shockwave Dan. Alrighty, well, joining me for uh, Logan's first ever interview on the new show of the Cuzzies, we got a content creator, a YouTube creator, we got a music creator who's been on the Cuzzies before, been on the Prairie Coasting podcast before. You might recognize him from his 69 Questions episode. We've got Shockwave Dan joining us. What's good? It's your favorite D-tier roller coaster YouTuber here. But now I'm claiming that title of the third biggest roller coaster enthusiast that makes music. 
Sorry, Mikey. I'm claiming the third spot after you, but I'm coming for your spot. <laughs> <laughs> you are I'm coming for a spot. Because didn't I just see that you uh, released a new thing this week? Yeah, I, I kind of made a live... I've been working a lot on uh, live uh, edits of a bunch of songs because I, I'm okay. trying to do a lot more uh, open deck uh, DJ sets in Dallas. And I've been taking a bunch of my older songs and basically like making like hard edits of them for to play live. But the problem was I I have this problem where I I work so long on a song and then whenever I I don't and then by the time I'm done with it, I'm just like, okay, export it, upload it. I'm done. I can't. But then I listen to it the next day and I'm just like, oh, this is mixed terribly. Like it's so distorted. What did I do? <laughs> Shit. And so then I just have, I, even though I had all this big fanfare when I put it out, being like, Lo, yo, a new song is out. And then the next day I'm just like, fuck, this isn't good. Uh, quietly delete. <laughs> <laughs> That that's definitely a process to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, mixing it, it is really hard. Like to make it sound good on all systems and like clean and everything. It's it's really hard. Oh, for sure. I think the uh, the listeners would be interested to uh, hear kind of the background behind the Thuzy tape. I know we've talked about it on a couple shows before, but since mm. we're kind of rebranded and all that, do you want to kind of get into like the inspiration and then how that all kind of came to be? So yeah, uh, a, f- a while back, uh, actually, it's been about three years now. Holy shit! Uh, right, the time just uh, flies. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm like concerned, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I remember a while. B- uh, your favorite coaster sucks. Uh, love those guys. They yep. uh, posted on their Instagram story like, "Hey, uh, can any of our followers rap? We're trying to do something." And so then. Uh, I DM'd them and, and was just like, yo, I can, I'm the sickest rapper ever. What you, what you got? And, uh, <laughs> so then he like, uh, Zach sent the, uh, all the information, the instrumental for the song coaster girl. And so I wrote my verse in like 20 minutes, my beautiful 10 second verse. And, uh, so then that happened and then the song came out and I, it, sounded great and so i had the idea like oh let me let me make a diss track on vacoma slcs and so for that one i i was i was thinking oh let me do some kind of uh 90s west coast old school hip-hop kind of beat and so then i did that and then we did the song and then some it 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 got like 400 views within like the first couple days which for me it which for me is like double platinum, but, (laughs) but uh, so yeah, that happened. And then a bunch of people loved it. Everybody was just like, huh, for roller coaster music, this is actually kind of good. And I was like, Oh my God. I I mean, I was hoping I'd end up in a cringe compilation, but sure. If if you actually unironically like it, sure. I'll take that compliment too. (laughs) But, uh, so then I like thought, oh, let me let me uh, make a whole tape out of this stuff. I I don't think anyone else has done that before, so let me do it. And so then, uh, so for each song, I wanted it, each song to be a completely different style. And so uh, then the next song I did with uh, Coaster Daddy, "Don't Staple Me, Bro," 
I, I wanted to go for more like a, a SoundCloud mumble rap kind of thing. Just oh, kind yeah. Of like, yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of like just like dumb ignorant shit. And so, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like that. And I remember I, I, I put that song into like a bunch of different like coaster groups and uh, a bunch of like ride ops responded to that and be like, if you play this song anywhere near me, I am definitely stapling you. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I'd do it, bro. Biggest compliment you can get. I love it. That's so exactly. good. Like if I can piss off the ride ops, it, that's a win. <laughs> As a former ride op, I feel like that's the best thing to do. Yeah, I'm just like, if it. <laughs> It's just like if I can trigger that, it, it, that that's a win for me. <laughs> and, Keeping the day spicy, I love it. Exactly, and uh, then uh, I did the 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 become a boomerang diss track, and that one I I really wanted to focus on the production side of things. So I because I've been making EDM for almost, about ten years now, so that's my what i love doing i love i love dubstep i love hard edm and so i i was like okay let me just when i was like conceiving the whole project i i said okay i have to have at least one full straight up dubstep song on here i want to flex my production skills and so i just said okay let me write some little verse some little chorus and then did that and i that's that song goes really hard and i and i love it after that, there was the uh, the Six Flags diss track, which I I thought I was so clever because I sampled "We Like to Party" uh, in the beat, and so yep. I was like, I was like, haha, I'm so smart sampling the Six Flags theme song for a Six Flags diss track, ha ha ha. And I I remember uh, I, when I put it out, I I was still working at Six Flags at the time, and. Like I sent it to my supervisors. I sent it to everyone. I was like, Hey, listen to the song I made. And it was a six flags diss track. And they were all just like, I, I remember a bunch of the supervisors came up to me and like, they were like, damn, that goes, that goes hard. I love it. That's so good. Like they were all just, it's not like any of them were offended or anything. They're just like, yeah, that, uh huh. Well, of course. Points. Like, why is it, why why is the area supervisor going to be offended when you're dissing the corporation? I, I, like, it's perfect. I exactly. love it. Exactly. six flags like let's not take ourselves too seriously here (laughs) exactly like it's like oh yeah i'm a supervisor at six flags all right sharon like ooh, you're acting like you're earning a living wage or something (laughs) yeah the sad thing is there's probably a few of those people there despite all the cool ones that are working the parks (laughs) exactly and uh so after that i uh after that was the song uh, Single Rider Line, which I think is not, I don't want to say my favorite, but it's it, it when you think of like, when I think of the project of the whole, that's the whole, that's the song that has, that has, or it feels the most complete. It's, it's the most uh, solid. It, it okay. has, it has a clear idea. It's the kind of thing where even if you don't get the, the lingo or, like what I'm talking about you. It, I, I try to have it, have it to where you can still understand what's going on being like, yeah, I don't want to wait in the line. Park's going to close soon. Get in the single rider line. I don't care if we're split. I just want to get on the ride. And so it's just like, it's that kind of stuff where everyone can relate to it. Cause I'm an impatient bitch. And I, 
and and especially if you're going to over Texas with friends or something like that, it's it it's just I I bit I've been here twenty times. I don't want to wait an hour for this. Like yeah, that's that. that's gonna be me out east this summer. I'm pretty sure. It's been a while since I've been to a park where it's actually had lines. Looking at you, a uh, Galaxy Line at West Emmett Mall. That place well, is freaking dead. Hence why the roller coaster is leaving. Well, it's probably going to be even more dead now, unfortunately. No, I know, but uh, I, I won't get into that yet. We'll save that for a little bit later in the episode when we get to that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, what's your next song we got on here? Infinite Off Season, eh? Oh, uh, yeah, Infinite Off Season, and I—that's probably also like tied with Single Rider Line for my my like favorite ish song okay. because that that was the first song where I said, okay, let me straight up make a. Uh, a heartfelt quote unquote pop song where I was just like, (laughs) where I was like, let me try to make like a legit pop song because I, I, I felt like there had to be some kind of like different kind of vibe with it. I didn't want everything to just be like gangster rap vibes. (laughs) Yeah. Although like, that'd be really, I'm probably going to do something like that. Like something like really just like nasty, like distorted as hell type shit. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I remember I hit up uh Mikey Mayo for uh to work on a song and I sent him like all the songs I was working on so far and he was just like, "Okay, I I like some of these songs, but can we make a song from scratch that has some kind of uplifting message? This is like all diss tracks." And so I <laughs> And so I was just like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. Um, okay. Let, and so I started, and right around the time when I started making the Thuzi tape, it was right when like COVID was going. Yeah. And I was working at Kroger at the time. And so I, I experienced the toilet paper bullshit <laughs> in person. A moment in history right there. No, I, I, I saw that shit with my own eyes. I, people are fucking animals. And... <laughs> so i just remember just like i i would i would be working at kroger and i'd have a little notebook and so every time i had an idea for a lyric i would just scribble it down and so i was chaos ensues in the background with toilet paper burning and the world all going to hell i fucking love this image this is the best image ever uh, i like me working at the self-checkout section of kroger getting pissed off every time anybody asked me for something just being like god what do you want i'm trying to write lyrics about roller coasters gosh you're ruining my life <laughs> it's like gosh how dare you expect me to do my job <laughs> just get your fucking toilet paper and get out of my store just like oh god leave me alone but yeah so i i like i was just like let me write this like pop song about like you know wanting to be with your friends wanting to like missing that and being like yeah try to have some kind of uplifting message and so then mikey did the chorus and it it sounds amazing and it just i don't know it's it's it was the first song that made me realize huh i could i i can make pop music if i want to so i'm still slowly working on that i i have a bunch of unreleased stuff that i'm working on where it's where there's a lot of legit singing and stuff like that but okay but, but uh, not gonna lie, recording vocals is probably the hardest thing 
Like I, I hate the sound of my voice. So I t- doing like, like singing and, and stuff like that and like making it to where I don't hate my vocals. That's the hardest part. So it's just like, I have songs that I've been sitting on for years because I just like can't find the thing to put the, uh, the right way to treat my vocals. Or, so I'm just experimenting on that, but it's just like, uh, I hate it. Uh, I hate it. I hate my voice. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, because when I started podcasting way back in the day, I was not a fan of my voice either, but it's so much easier with this because you're just talking and having a conversation. You're not oh, like totally. trying to get all of the, you know, unique aspects and parts of it all when you're trying to produce it and whatnot. So I I'd imagine that'd be the most frustrating and annoying thing in the world trying to deal with. Mm. And, all and that it's kind just of like stuff. for for recording like vocals, like singing, it's like I, I got to be in a mood and I I I if I'm recording vocals, I want to be a hundred percent alone. So, so I'll, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be, I'll, I'll like say to my husband, like, Oh, y- you gotta leave. I don't want to, I don't want you to, to be in the apartment in the same building as me when I'm recording vocals. Cause I'm going to hear him chuckling. If I, if I have a massive voice crack, I'm going to hear him giggling in the next yep. room. <laughs> oh, you know, it's all in support. Like they love you so much, but it's just yeah. one of those, like, I need to be in the zone. Like the very first, when yeah. I record the pilot episode for prayer coasting, I waited until my parents left the house to go, to Dairy Queen with my family just so I'd have it all alone because I'm like I can't do this with this much pressure yeah exactly so I was just like I I could record a YouTube video or a podcast like even with like him in the room next to me but oh like, yeah if I'm if I'm singing or like rapping or any kind of vocals for music it's like I gotta be a hundred percent in the zone zero distractions and I I don't I hate uh having other people hear the process because I usually do like like 20 takes or something like that and just mm-hmm. do it over and over until I get it right. Or at least until my voice gives out. But, uh, <laughs> one of the two, whichever comes first. Yeah. It's like b- by each take, my voice just gets more and more harsh. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, if I don't record it right the first three times it's over, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a process, but it, it's, a uh, and also like with my schedule and everything, it's, it's, it's a process, but I, I have so much shit that's that I'm trying to put out this year. So keep in mind, all you listeners, listen to that. No, for sure. I love a good plug like that. And I'm definitely excited to, yeah, stay in tune and see what else you have. Because I think that's got to be one of the more unique hobbies outside of parks, but still semi-involved mm. with parks. Because I know you obviously make music and stuff that has nothing to do with that. But yeah. I just found that that specific project was a very, very unique one and you know, a world of a lot of just boring old, here's a bunch of generic pictures that everybody takes of this exact coaster on all these different Instagram accounts. It's like, if I see the exa- the same picture of Velocicoaster's top hat, I'm going to throw my phone out the window. Like, God, I don't care anymore. Jesus. I know. Same angle, same camera, same, same phone, angle, every same single position. time. Yep. The, the train's at the exact same spot on the hill, and it's just like, okay, cool. Great. You have a $5,000 camera. Like, cool. Good for you. Yeah. Daddy and Mommy are funding your trips down to Universal every other weekend, it seems like. It's just it's like, good for you. I can't relate to that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay, cool. Good. Good that you're supporting homophobia right now. Oh, oh my God. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I guess to tie up the little music section of the show here, then. Coaster Bro, a few weeks back, had a bone to pick with uh, enthusiast music taste. 
do you have any thoughts on this subject? I'm kind of just throwing this at you. What do you feel the Coaster Boys music profile is like? And what are your opinions on it? What, not gonna lie, when I listened to that episode, I was getting heated. I I was like, bitch, I, if only I could respond to this podcast in real time and send you my playlist. <laughs> oh, ooh. It's like, oh, you don't listen to Mongolian throat singing? Oh, pathetic. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Yeah, I just want to give you a chance to kind of fight back on that one a little bit. So that's perfect. Yeah, I, a, a lot of enthusiasts, they they love pop music. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I do too. I love pop, but I, it, it's, it's really funny just listening to seeing people's music tastes from Instagram and stuff like that and being like, oh, yeah, you look like you'd listen to that. <laughs> Just building up a whole long visual yeah. uh, portfolio of this person's image. Yeah, my my judgments are on you are based on your music tastes, and so when I see, <laughs> oh, you're listening to this song, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's absolutely hilarious. Oh, yes, boy. I love that. So I know you definitely have enjoyed a lot of good concerts. I always see either it's like flashbacks or actually at the live shows on your uh, Snapchat. What yeah. uh, have been some of your favorites? What you've been at recently? Just tell me about that kind of stuff. So, well, let me take it all back. My first concert was Lady Gaga on the Monster Ball tour when I was 13. And nothing has ever impressed me since. I I wish I was kidding. Like, like if you have the opportunity to see Lady Gaga in concert, do it. It will change your life forever. I, it, it was that moment for me when I saw her, it, it was literally like seeing God in person. And I mean, to me, she, she still is. She always will be. I will worship that woman till the day I die, but uh, it, it's, I don't know. She has the most incredible shows and it just, I don't know. I, I've seen several other pop stars after that, after her shows. And I'm just like, damn, you're not trying, girl. Where's the <laughs> costume changes? Like, come on, give me a show. Yeah, I've heard Gaga is just a complete another level. How many times have you seen Gaga? I have seen Gaga five times. Holy smokes. Nice work. Yeah, it. it I was definitely that kid in high school. <laughs> Hey, respect. I like it. Uh, it. It was uh, 2010, 2011, both on the Monster Ball tour. So I saw the same tour twice. But, nice. But I, I didn't care. It, it, it was like the, the second time that was right when Born This Way came out. And so I was like, I don't care it, seeing the same concert twice. <coughs> just heard her perform Born This Way at the end. I don't care. I, I, I will do it. And uh then uh the born this way ball so the whole that tour that was probably the most batshit insane concert i've ever been to because the whole stage was a giant castle that oh would, damn that would move it like it would constantly move and there would be like different rooms and different set pieces and different props huh. that would like change and so it was just like the whole stage was like alive essentially and it was like a hundred feet tall it was fucking huge and so it was it was just fucking crazy and then uh then I saw the Joanne tour 
that and that was the show where I was in the nosebleed seats, but behind the stage. So in in the arena that I was at, it was like the angle to where you, if I was looking straight forward, it would be like at on the back of the stage. So I couldn't see the screens or anything. Oh yeah. But it was so cool. Cause I could see like all the like sets being moved in between the songs when they were, when the curtains would close and the videos would play there, I could see like the stage being moved. So that was like really cool, but it, it was, that was a really good show. And just recently this past August, uh, we saw the chromatica ball in, in Dallas and that show, there was a lot of bullshit revolving around that show. And I think just post-COVID concerts in general, that it, there's just a lot of bullshit surrounding it. Like $55 to park. And uh, like I, I really don't like the idea of VIP-only merch. I, I thought that was kind of like, mm, why you got to do that? I'd, yeah. happily, I'd happily pay the the extra money for those dumb little pins. If you'd let me bitch, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, there was a lot of bullshit surrounding that show, but I mean, the second it started, she, like she opened up the show with bad romance. And like the second it started, I was like, all is forgiven mother. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh. But that show was really crazy because I got married the next day. Right, right. Yeah. That was down at uh, where did you guys? You got married there. Oh, right. That was the engagement that was at Red Rocks, right? Yeah, I got engaged at Red Rocks. So I, I proposed to my husband there. Spoiler alert: He said yes. <laughs> <But> <laughs> if you haven't already heard him mention husband, like how many times? Seventeen or something in this episode. I love it. Husband. Okay, the homophobes are no longer listening. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, currently this year that we we've been really slowing down on shows because we're really trying to save money, and so our rule this year is we're only go- doing shows of artists that we haven't seen. Okay. So pretty much the only one that we have a uh, book. Uh, booked for this year is uh barely alive this uh dubstep duo and uh the residents this okay. really really weird uh, indie rock band I, I could i don't even know if you could call them an indie rock band they're they're a really crazy like anti-pop pop band from the 70s <laughs> and they're very uh, anonymous you like you don't know what any of the members are and for 50 years later you still don't know who they are and they are really famous for wearing the uh these giant eyeballs with top hats and they would wear like tuxedos that that was like their look interesting yeah really really weird stuff and i don't know it's the kind of music where it's just like if you're not like into weird shit it'll just like leave you feeling just grossed out and just like <laughs> uh. it's it, it's literally like a bad trip but in music <laughs> but i love it no, no that's awesome yeah. clearly there's a crowd for it out there in a demographic that's hilarious yeah i love it um, I guess my final question then for the whole little music portion of our interview here is um, coasters to music. What would you say the ratio is there for how into it as your kind of main hobbies it would be? I, I, I don't know. I, I've, 
I, I try to do a, as 50-50 as possible. It's so difficult ba- being because it's one thing to be oh only interested in making YouTube videos or just yeah. making music, but it's like I love both so much and I so it's it's really hard to have that balance. So it's just like if I spent all of my time making YouTube videos, I'd have a lot more videos out. But if I spent all my time on music, I'd have a lot more music out. So it's just like since I'm doing everything all at once, it's like everything is just slowly happening. So it's well, like everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely why I relate to you two a ton, because like, I'm the same way. I got a bunch of different types of hobbies that I'm constantly bouncing around to. Like, I can never hold an attention span long enough to actually see a project through. I got to go start something else, work mm-hmm. a little bit on something else. Like, that's how I do my homework. I'm like, okay, well, I ain't getting this. This time is due at midnight. I'm just not going to even start it until 1130 because I'm not going to oh, feel God. the fresh. So may as well just do a bunch of stuff in between. And then I end up with more stuff done than had I just done this assignment earlier. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> but but it's but it also like also being gay takes up so much of my free time. I swear to god. <laughs> I can't say I can speak to that experience unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm trying. I'm hanging in there. There's a lot of shit coming and I've been saying that for years now, but there's shit coming. <laughs> <laughs> How did, how did it go? There's really there's really more shit coming. Uh, there's a lot of shit coming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Okay, that was good. Um Maybe I do just do a little outro then. I could. And then where where are you wanting to go next here? Do we want to go Mexico well, and well, like wanna... trips you've done? Oh, well, I wanted to ask you like what what kind of shows have you like seen? What was your first concert? Okay, cool. Um, here, ask that one more time, and then I'll be able to have a nice little edit there. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I, I've been slowing down a lot on live shows recently because it's expensive. But w- what was your first concert? Honestly, my first concert was actually last summer. <laughs> You're kidding. No, I've only gone to one concert in my life that what? was just a purpose concert. No, I know. It's a whole world that I've never like dived into yet. Oh, my I've, God. Uh, because I've always just only ever gone to sports stuff and living where I live in Saskatoon, is, very few concerts at sports arenas. No, I know. But living where I live are uh, like they don't do any very many stadium tours up here because a the weather sucks and all that. Well, yeah, kind of stuff. If, if, if mainstream artists come to Canada, it's like, oh, Toronto. Yeah, maybe, Canada is Toronto, maybe Vancouver on the off chance Montreal. of Montreal. Exactly. Yeah, maybe Montreal if you're lucky. But, yeah. Uh, well, Damn. and that, that's just it. Like our old arena is like super, super old at this point. So honestly, a lot of like these big names just can't host their shows here because we don't have the proper like technical stuff for the equipment and all the logistics. So Damn. a lot of the time they'll just skip on over Saskatoon and go to Edmonton since they built a massive fancy new arena. So yeah. I've never super gotten into it myself. That being said, though, like last summer, um, Canada does it interesting in the summertime, the government gives the provinces a little bit of money to throw just like a few free concerts and stuff for people to go to just like, you know, lighten up morale a little Community bit and stuff. that kind of stuff. Exactly. So this yeah. past year, Saskatoon booked in loud luxury and okay. I had an absolute fun time going to their show for free. It was very minimal in terms of like the lights and the technical side of things, but it was still an absolute party. I mean that sometimes. It, and that was like a like EDM show, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, bunch of That's DJs. So, 
Yeah, that's so cool. And I mean, with that kind of vibe, I mean, if you're if it's like minimal, like lighting and stuff like that, was there like uh, visuals, like an ED, like a LED screen or anything like that? Yes and no. They just had a couple like tiny little screens off to the sides of the like setup, and then they just had their rig with a few lasers. Like it was very bare minimal because it was in the arena, and it was the government mm-hmm. paying for it, so it was like free admission. Okay. Okay. That honestly, that. That gives warehouse vibe raves, and that that's sick. No, and that's exactly what it felt like, because then they had the floor open up to, like, 500,000 people, because it was the full hockey arena, so it was massive down there. It that's was so uh, cool. No, it was a lot of fun, and because that was their first time playing back up in, like, our province since mm-hmm. lockdown, they just literally said, they're like, you know what, we're just going to play till they kick us out tonight, so it went, like, an hour extra. That's so uh, cool. Yeah, no, Wait, that's when you a... come to America. I'm I'm making you go to a rave. I, <laughs> I, that that was that was what I did in high school. I would take all of my friends to to raves. All of my my redneck friends who never listened to dubstep in their life. I because uh, there was this club in Dallas called Lizard yeah. Lounge. Rest in peace. But it <laughs> uh, it was this the second I turned eighteen, I would go there like every other weekend because it. It I I it it made me feel cool, and uh, I I just remember it would have uh it would have free shows like maybe three four times a month, and it was free if you were there before ten o'clock. And so okay. I would I would take a bunch of my redneck friends who never listen to EDM, and it's just like, yo, let's go to a rave, and they're just like, what rave? Sure, uh, I don't have any money, and I'm like, it's free, bitch. You have no excuse. <laughs> So like I would take all all of these like these all these kids in their in their cowboy boots and like all that shit like and and they would just be like oh I love the bass yeah <laughs> that's always yeah. the compliment they have nothing that, that's, else but 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 it's like that's how you get it be like yeah if there's a good ass sound system people will get down to anything. Oh, for sure. Exactly. I think then I'll make I'll make you a deal on that one. I'll come down there and do that with you. If you come up here and do one of the water park raves in Edmonton with me. Ooh, I, I, I'm down. Like I, I need to get, I need to go to Canada. I really yeah. do. Slightly pissed that we don't have a mind bender credit for y'all to get, but the water park does throw down a good rave. Like they'll bring big names in like Steve Aoki, I think is coming later this year in October. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then they have it all sectioned off, so you can't go up on the slides. You can go halfway into the wave pool, though. And then, Uh yeah, they have a bunch of different little sections all around that you can go to, and it's just a whole big party event until, like, 3, 4 in the morning. That's so cool. Yeah, I I don't know. EDM shows are so fun. Oh, no, definitely. I got to explore that world a little bit more here. My favorite part is the people watching. Yes. Oh my goodness. People watching is like a huge hobby of mine in and of itself. I love just wandering around different places, especially malls and just seeing all the shenanigans that goes on. Oh yeah. Mall mall watching is so fun. Yep. <laughs> and like rave watching rave people watching is so fun because everybody's on drugs. And so it's, it's fun to just be like, Oh, Hey, and do a bunch of weird movements with your arms. And then they all like, look at you like, oh, Whoa. <laughs> just stir in the pot i love it so no it's fun it's fun (laughs) well also when you when you've been in that situation yourself it it's you you get it (laughs) oh no for sure (laughs) (laughs) so good stuff there do we sorry what are you saying but uh, wow i i I don't know i i 
I, I could have sworn I had an idea that like you you've went to like some shows before, so I, I I'm I'm kind of surprised. No, I know. Like that's just it. Like over the pandemic times, I used to have honestly the worst taste in music. Because yeah. like all, all this talk has been off the air on our religious trauma here today. But uh, a big one for me, Logan, holy smokes, listened to way, 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 way too much Christian rap. And now looking back at it, I just like shrivel up into a prune looking at it. So it wasn't until pandemic times when I installed YouTube music. Yeah. Finally start to get a good taste of music. That that just ma- always makes me think of high school when I- in the in the band hall all all the kids who thought they were such hard shit because they listened to skillet yep and, and, it, and i just remember they they were like yeah i went to a metal concert last night and i'm like oh sick what band skillet and i'm like oh okay i mean this cool but i mean that's still kind of cool and then they were like oh i went with my church and i was like okay bro you, your cool factor just went down <laughs> Just stop talking so you don't lose all sense of coolness in my book. Oh my god, I love that so much. Yeah, so it's, it's I don't know, that's also for you, Coast Bro Mitch. It's a, a very recent discovery that Logan's had a decent music taste, and that's all just been thankful for the auto-recommendations and stuff once you get a good algorithm going over there. Oh, absolutely. But still, Christian rap, I, I, I can't... It was an era in my life, and I mean, I'm here, so, you no, know, that, despite the path, we got here. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, I, I know it exists, but I'm, I'm terrified to listen to that, you know what I mean? Because I feel like I'm gonna unironically, like, bump it and be like, ooh, this, like, I don't know. I feel like that's the way to get kids nowadays. If you're trying to to recruit kids into religion, you need 808s and trap beats. But and if and if like you can spit it, I, I'm like, oh, I mean, I'll listen to what you're gonna say if you if you can throw bars. Well, that was always how it worked up here. Instead of music, that was always food. They're like, yo. Come on in to this classroom at lunch at the high school and we'll have free food for you. The only thing is we're going to keep you in this room, not let you leave and watch our little videos. Oh my God. You just unlocked a, a, a repressed memory for me. There, there was a, a like a Christian, like uh, something like that. Like every morning in school, they would have like this, like little, like, meetings type and i don't know meeting whatever but it was like there was like a bunch of like stuff where they would like talk about jesus and shit in a room and i remember me and my friends would go there because they'd have free donuts yeah was it happened to be called alpha maybe not i i don't know that's okay i just this is where i can say logan was the run organizing and running this shit logan has done a complete 180 since high school oh my god yeah no, if y'all met me like three, four Welcome years ago, I, century. no, honestly, like you guys would not be friends with me. Like as sucky as the pandemic was, it, uh, it's, it's straightened me out a little bit. It was a long process to get here, but thanks to people like Mitch and whatnot, we, we, we eventually got to the other side. Of course. We're glad you're here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I think that's going to round out our little chat on music there. Thank you for hopping on the show to talk about the Thuzi mixtape. And then some concert experiences there. I think uh, I heard we're going to have you on with another episode and another uh, little topic coming up here, eh? Ooh. 
I'm down. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, something like uh, Mexico. I heard you just went there. Aquaman, did that finally open down in your neck of the woods? It's opening next weekend, officially. Mm, Okay, well, stick around, cuzzies, and maybe on another episode, you'll uh, hear us pop back on and chat about some of that stuff. Yas. Whatever you want to use there, Logan. Have fun editing. <laughs> oh my god! This, uh, you know, he'll he he's got it. He and, and you know it's Monday. He has like over a week to edit, so we're good. Yeah, we're good. All right, I'm so happy we got to hear from uh, our favorite Prairie Isolated host. I'm glad we got to hear from him, and that was a great. That was a great discussion. I haven't heard it yet, but I'm excited to hear. And apparently, we have to talk about the great toilet paper crisis of 2020. So once this is all edited, that will make sense. Otherwise, that was just be told that was told to us to mention. So I am uh, mentioning it there. So you just had to mention it. We don't have to talk about it. They already did. Well... It says it just says with the transition you can talk about the toilet paper crisis of 2020. I have nothing to say about it, but I'm sure they did. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. Uh, yeah, it was trauma. <laughs> Coaster bro, I have a question for you. Have yeah. you ever bought a season pass? Have you ever regretted buying a season pass? Are you thinking of buying a new season pass? I have those. I have many questions for you about season passes. Yeah, I've been thinking about the season passes a lot myself. And to answer your first question, have I ever regretted buying a season pass? The answer is yes. Um, the one I just bought that I haven't used yet <laughs> is uh, probably my biggest regret of all time. My World's of Fun season pass that I bought. No, I'm going to... It is what it is. I have it. Um, no, I just I was just thinking about season passes because I'm going I'm going to the East Coast. And I'm just going to be happening to go to a Cedar Fair Park in Kings Dominion. I'm just happening to stumble into Six Flags America. And it's got me thinking, like, I'm I'm sitting here in March. And for some reason, this is the most affordable the Six Flags passes are. Hmm. Which is odd. Um, Like, Six Flags America right now, if I bought a gold pass for $50, gets parking and admission. Parking, I think, I think I heard, somebody tweeted me the other day and said parking is forty dollars there on a normal day. What? <laughs> yeah. Parking at Six Flags parks are insane right now. So to see that, I'm just like, am I should should I get a season pass to Six Flags? And then I'm like, wait, I, I would just buy a season pass for gold. What if I also went to Chicago? What if I also went to St. Louis and got the kitty credit? And um, it's just a slippery slope. And I don't know how enthusiasts do this. Do do enthusiasts, are they all just buying all the season passes and just going? Because that seems expensive. It seems like there should be more strategy than that. But whenever you're watching Instagram, it's like, uh, damn, this guy's, you know, seems to be going to all the parks. It is. It's, it's an interesting thought because you're right. I think there are enthusiasts who have spent a good majority of their money on passes and travel. So I think there is that. I think also, too, if you live in, I mean, the New York, Philadelphia area, like you have so much around you and it's not that far, even to get to go to Sesame Place and get a stupid Bush Gardens pass from there, it's the cheapest one. Yeah. So and then you go to Williamsburg. Sorry? And then you can go to Williamsburg with it. And Tampa and Orlando and Texas if you want. It's It's an interesting thought because – 
as someone who is very close, you and I are both very close to a Cedar Fair park. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then I think I'm about two hours to the Six Flags Park. You're two and a half, three to St. Louis? I would probably say I'm about three and a half. Okay. So Um, it's that. Depending on how fast I drive on 70. (laughs) And if I stop at any of the porn shops along the way. Gotta love Central Missouri. Great place. (laughs) (laughs) It's that weird distance where it's like, am I going to go? And I think when you throw in this trip that you're already going on, I think it was, you said for work, um, to add Six Legs America into it. It's like, you're just like, you're just scratching the surface of when it'd be worth it. I think the parking Mm -hmm. is insane, but, and, and maybe, maybe you don't know this off the top of your head, but like, I heard they got rid of the passes. Like I, I heard that you can only get memberships now. Is that right? Because I know back in the day you could buy like a pass for like sixty bucks and it would get you into all the parks and parking. But did they get rid of that or did they bring that back? I'm not sure if I heard that wrong or if that was incorrect information. So, yeah, I, I never fully understood the difference. I, I guess it's just monthly payments. So I guess they're passes now. Diamond passes. Now I want to look it up. Um, yeah. Um, but like I'm going to Six Flags America and it's $125 for a diamond. So it's like, like that's just, cheap. That is really cheap. Like just overall? Holy crap. Yeah. That's and that would get you into all the Six Flags parks. But it's like, do I want to commit? I don't think I do. And then it gets worse when it's like you got you got friends offering you like a, a free ticket. It's like, fuck, that throws another wrench in it. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, that is tough. And you're right. Yeah, Six Flags Darien Lake right now, 150 bucks um, for a diamond pass. Yeah, and America's the cheapest, which yeah. is hilarious because I'm just stumbling into that. Uh, it's just tough because I generally like what I've been trying to do, since, at least since the pandemic, it's like, okay, I'm only going to get one pass for a local, a local place that I buy. So last year I did Silver Dollar City. And like this year I'm just... If I go to Silver Dollar City, I promise myself I'm not going to go more than twice. So it's going to be under the pass. Um, We'll see how that goes. But um, now I've got the Cedar Fair Pass, but I've only got Worlds of Fun. So I'm going to be paying for King's Dominion. But then it's like, well, shit. What if I just get the, the, the season pass and like I find a way to get to King's Island? It's just a slippery slope. It is. It drives me nuts. I feel like you have to have some sort of a self-discipline on kind of what you're doing. And I feel like you have to plan your trips around it. I feel like mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like on a whim, it's a good idea to just buy a Six Flags pass. Unless you live in like Texas, which I think it's a good idea because then you can no go brainer. The, yeah, you can go between the two or whatever. Like I, it's actually funny. We're in very similar like scenarios mm-hmm. because it's like Laron is five hours, and I know I'm going to Laron this year with Logan. That's a for sure, and I love Laron, but like it's five and a half hours of pure traffic. Like I mean, like it's Canada's busy, it's North America's busiest freeway. It's just like flat traffic, and then there's Darien Lake, which is two hours away, and then Great Adventure, seven hours away. So it's like we're just getting in that like not super far, not, not close six Flags new England, seven hours away. Great escape is six hours away. So it's like all these parks are like close ish. Yeah. But not really. And then my biggest annoyance is like Canada's wonderland. I always get the platinum pass. Like I just, it's just something. It's I good enough. You, I would too. Yeah. 
because it's this because Cedar Point is like right there, and it's like it's again one of those things where it's like I want to go to Cedar Point or I want to go to Dorney Park or Kings Dominion or King sorry Kings Island or Michigan's Adventure, but they're all parks like just in that seven to eight hour range, which is the annoying one. And then my the last one I wanted to mention was my Hershey Park <laughs> season pass. Rest in peace mm-hmm. to her soul. I got a full size pass in twenty 2020, twenty in twenty twenty. I think it was like on uh, on for sale. And then I then I renewed it as a king size pass. I cannot oh, believe no. I did that. And I like did not go at all in twenty twenty two. I did not go once in twenty twenty two. I only went <laughs> twice in twenty twenty one. So like. There, it's just like it was one of those parks where, like you said, it I had to commit. And my thought was when I bought it, it was two hundred and sixty American dollars, whatever. That I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to make the drive and go. And then something happened, and I realized I fucking hate doing seven hour drives by myself. Mm-hmm. In like what could be a thunderstorm, what could be this paying for a hotel by myself, and I'm yep. just like that fucking sucks. So I I I feel that, and it's like. I, I know you said it's like I'm gonna try and make Kings Island happen, but like, will it? I don't know. And just as you said the word Michigan's adventure, I just realized I'm going to Kings Dominion. It, it's pretty likely I'm going to Michigan's Adventure this year. <laughs> Round take two, take two. Yeah, but but I think I did the math, and it's just barely not worth it to oh. get the pass. So then it's like, I think I have to try to sneak in Valley Fair. And you know, the second I walk into Valley Fair, what I'm going to think, it's like, why did I buy the pass? Mm-hmm. I didn't need to do this. I could be doing anything else in Minneapolis. It's a mess. I The the season pass thing just has me in a headlock. Both, should I upgrade to the platinum of Cedar Fair? Should I get the Six Flags? And it's just a mess. I think I'm just going to say no to everything and just go to like um, only independent parks. <laughs> I like that. To, I, that's what I'm going to do. That. It's usually my rule. Anyway, I've been to one Six Flags park since the pandemic. Yeah. I went in 2020 to the Fright Fest, the the Watered Down Fright Fest at um, Six Flags, um, St. Louis. It was awful. It was a terrible (laughs) visit. (laughs) And uh, Well, I guess I also went to Frontier City. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was there for 30 minutes. Oh, then no. I I just realized after in this conversation, I'm horrible with my money. Do not listen to what I do. Like, listeners, holy shit. Yeah. I bought my Leron season pass for 2021 with all season platinum flash pass. Because I was thinking, I'm going to be going to Leron <laughs> so much. Like, yeah. again, I'm like, because I, I loved it. And when I went in 2020, I'm like, this is so good. I'm going to be going all the time. I should just buy platinum flash pass just to kind of like what I do here and buy all season fast lane. Yeah. I went once. Yeah. I went fucking once. And it probably wasn't even a, a, a bad attendance day, was it? Uh well at Laronde it's all it's always a it's it's always it, it could be dead and the lines are thirty minutes. So it's oh, just one of those yeah. one of those places. I might have gone twice. In that trip I might have done like a Saturday, Sunday, but still it wasn't mm-hmm. like that worth it. No. And so I so for twenty twenty two actually, I did not renew I actually haven't had a Six Flags pass since 2021, so I didn't get one in 2022. And I'm and and really kind of back on the fence for 2023 because like I have a busy summer. Darien Lake is nice because it's only two hours away, but again, I'd have to go 
multiple times to make it worth it. And then and then if I get the platinum, it have to be multiple different Six Flags. So I already have LeRon that me and Logan are going to. Mm-hmm. But where the hell else am I going to go? You going to go to Great Escape? I would love to do Great Adventure. So the, I've been talking about this on with, with some people. I'm not sure if they're listening, but I've been talking with, with some people. The minute they announce El Toro opening, I really want to try to get down because both in 2021 and 2022, I had trips booked to go to Great Adventure and El Toro <laughs> went down both years. And and yeah. and the first year, Jersey Devil was also down too. And so I was like, so I, I canceled both trips. And so it's, I'm kind of like 0 for 2 to go to Great Adventure. So that's kind of, I'm like, I really just want to save some time and 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 whatever and just go to great adventure when i can but then the part of me is like okay so do i just get a darien lake pass and get a or get a mm. platinum class from darien lake right now yeah have you been to you've been to great adventure i'm sure never never, I've never been to oh. darien lake either oh shit yeah you should just do that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you just totally change your, your money away. yeah don't get the uh yeah, you should do that. And then I, also, have you been to Great Great Escape? No, never. Like I've never been. To, so yeah. because I moved to the, I moved to the east. I guess you consider Ontario the northeast. So Toronto, I would say, like the edge of the northeast. Mm-hmm. But I moved here in October 2019. So I really mm-hmm. haven't had time to explore my driving distance parks. Like everyone who lives in the northeast has always done, you know, Six Flags New England, Darien Lake, and they go into Canada's Wonderland, and, and a lot of Canadians who grew up in Southern Ontario have done those. Like yeah. all my my friends Parker and Tyler have done that. But um, because I moved here so late, my trips in 2020 and 2021 were flying trips before the road border was open. Of course, the infamous yeah. canceling episode where I went to Dollywood in, in 2020. Um, <laughs> and then I've really only been to Laron since then because it's been on this side of the border. So now that the border is back open mm-hmm. – um, it opens up the world of I could do a LaRond new Six Legs New England Great Adventure Great Escape Darien Lake trip, and that's like five or that's what five Six Legs parked right there. Boom, done. And I've that ne- only be been a trip to- though, yeah. And and that's the thing is like I'm already doing Europe. I'm already going to Calgary. Yeah, Logan's it's com- not the year. It's not Logan's year. coming, and it's just there's just is is a lot. There's a lot to consider next year though. And then you just had to ignore Boulder Dash and like all no. those kid parks in the Northeast. I want to do Boulder Dash. See, it's, I look. see, here's the thing. If you do all Six Flags parks, it's cheaper, but the fucking trip sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great value. <laughs> you get all the credits. It's hard, oh. man. This, uh, I just wish, I just uh, before I, I started recording, I was just thinking this. Like, I wish there was just a pass for all amusement parks. Mm-hmm. And like they just found a way, like Assesso, the people that do the tickets for like all these parks, just like did a pass. And then they just like somehow divvied up money between how many visits the the person goes to. It would never work because Cedar Point wouldn't be in. You know, it would just be like Cedar Point won't do it, um, so that it, it won't work for everybody. But um, I just need that. I need I need all these options taken away from me. Um, I I think what I'm deciding though is if I don't have a planned trip to where I'm getting a pass for that trip, I think I'm not I'm not going to buy it because I'm not going to risk just throwing money away. That's a good idea. It. I mean, life is too so expensive as it is. I, mm-hmm. I, I threw a lot, as you just heard, I threw a lot of money away during like, in the past. So it's good to just be like, you know what? If I'm going to go, I'm going to go. 
Maybe we should just start doing ride operator series um, so that we get a lot of ride operator friends that give us free tickets. Mm, yeah, that would help a lot. That's a good way to do it. All right, so that's your, that's our money money advice. Um, just make <laughs> friends in the industry. That was the financial advice with Coaster Bro and Mitch. <laughs> we are not actually financial advisors. Yeah, do not take our advice seriously. We do, are not actual financial advisors, and we are not legally liable for the advice that we give you. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, you want to pitch it into the next seg? Let's do it. All right. Underrated things. Yes. We are very excited now to round off the underrated coaster segment that has been really going on for the past couple months here. Coaster Bro and Mikey Mayo had um, a great discussion about underrated things, coasters, parks, places, all the hooting and hollering that amusement parks have. And this is the finishing touches to that segment. So take it away. Many months ago, Coaster Bro and Mikey Mayo. Everyone, welcome to the show for a third time. I don't know that we've had a person on three times on a show before. Um, you're making Coaster Cuzzy's history here. I know. Mr. I've, been, Mayo. I've been wearing the same clothes this entire time, just waiting for you to call me. Yeah, I just wanted, wanted to just get back here. You don't have to just sit there and soil yourself. You can get up yeah. and walk around. I didn't soil my pants. I just didn't change my clothes. Oh, fair enough. Okay, well, all that's, right, that's your choice. But uh, I appreciate you coming back on for what are we going to call episode three? Theme park stuff you forgot about, oh, but now you remember. Now you remember, and it's underrated. <laughs> underrated. It happens to be underrated. Dot, dot, dot. I'm sorry. Yes, perfect. All right. Well, if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, you understand the drill here. We're just going to go back and forth, say some what's underrated stuff at amusement parks. Uh, Mikey Mayo, I'll let you begin. Ride photos. (laughs) I love a a ride photo. (laughs) I try to, if I travel, if I go somewhere far, I'm taking a damn, I'm getting that ride photo. The first time I rode Lightning Rod, it was the first coaster I rode after the pandemic was over. I got that damn ride photo. I'm like, (laughs) I'm on this ride by myself. I'm getting the photo. I don't give a shit. I love a ride photo. My friend riding X2 with me. Yeah. He am not riding a coaster in like probably 15 years, 10 years maybe. And then riding X2 in the back row with me and hit the pure, you know, pain on his face and fear. Yeah. Let's get that. Let's get a ride photo of it. Like <laughs> there's a reason there's a camera there. <laughs> like yeah. it's great. I love ride photos. Remember uh back in the olden days, I don't know if it was a thing out east, but you get a ride photo and it'd be in one of those keychains. Yeah. Yeah, and like it would just be that tiny you'd have to look in the hole to see the ride photo. Yeah. Oh, I love those things. Miss them. They should I think a park should just bring them back. Yeah. I think it would crush. I think Arnold's Park will bring it back if you tell them to. That's true. I can DM them right now. D- yeah, DM Arnold's Park. Okay. They're maybe maybe Oa. Maybe let <laughs> Oa know. Yeah. Yeah, that'd they be might, good. They might hear you out. I think they would. I'm connected with a lot of them on LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I can figure it out. So, so, so uh, oh, and one good ride photo story. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like in middle school, so I grew up in Florida. 
and uh, we would go on like field trips, end up at like you know like Universal or Disney. Yeah, we you know we like take you know photos just like flicking off the camera, and you know they would just like not sell us the photo and stuff right. like that, or it wouldn't be on the screen. <laughs> Like, I just think that co- the culture around ride photos is so funny because you'll see that, like, you'll, like, see someone who obviously, like, flicked off the camera. Yeah. And, like, you you can, like, see the uh, the the worker looking at the photo uh-huh. and it's not on the screen. They're like, I, I it, it, it malfunctioned. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, 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 didn't, it didn't take the photo. Because <laughs> he spends all day doing this. He's just like, fuck it. It malfunctioned. Yeah. Or wasn't there that like whole like the website Flash Mountain or something where people like women flash, would, like flash yeah. the camera on like Splash Mountain and stuff? That's the whole culture. Photos. That's fun. Ride, fo- ride photo culture. Okay. I'm going to go with entertainment districts right outside of parks. So, okay, so like City Walk. City Walk, uh, downtown Disney, park at Oa. Um, Arnold Disney Clark. Springs. Disney Springs. <laughs> well, downtown Disney's isn't that Disneyland? It isn't called. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but you're right. I know. I, that's what I was. I was my. I was on the left coast when I said that. You're right. You're right. Ah, ah. <laughs> so I just love that. I think any any opportunity to maybe escape from the park for a minute, go get lunch. Um, you know, go get a, a nice meal before going into the park. If the park closed and you're not done having fun, you go out to the little bar districts um, or or whatever. I, I just think that is such an underrated, like, for instance, we went to the park at Oa a couple months ago and, um, you know, we rode the three coasters there and, and that's about all you do there, uh, except for the entertainment district was a lot of fun. They had ice cream. They had moonshine tasting. They had Paula Deans. You go up and laugh at the menu or go in and participate, whatever. Um, but I just think it's um, more parks should do it. Yeah, I mean, like I grew up uh, like going to Disney and Universal, and um, when Disney had like Disney Quest, yeah, you know, technically it was another park. I love that shit. Like yeah. that would be like something we would do the last day before we drove back home or something, and it was always really fun. Or at like Universal, um, I guess where they have that like Willy Wonka ripoff restaurant. Yeah, so it used to be. Yeah, there used to be a basketball restaurant, right? The NBA Experience? It wasn't so. the NBA Experience. Maybe it was. NBA Experience uh, might have been downtown Disney. Yeah, I, it, it was something okay. like that, but it was like a restaurant, right? Yeah. And they had this whole like basketball-themed arcade that was sick. And like, you know, after a long day at the park, you would go chill and do that. Um, Hard Rock Live, the venue, I, I, I like went to a concert there with my dad and stuff like that. And that was all like right outside of there. You know, that, yeah. that was all like really cool stuff. That was like right outside the gate of the park. So you'd have this experience of going to the park all day and then you'd get to do that. I think like a honorable mention to like all that stuff. Um, wait, actually, no, uh, I'll bring it up. Uh-oh. I, gu- I guess we can segue. Just made the list. I, we can say, yeah, just in the moment. Right. So like wh- when I grew up going to the parks, like Nickelodeon studios was a thing there. Right. Yeah. And um, that was really cool because like you could be in the audience of a show so I got yeah. to be in like the audience of like you pick live, uh, do like the wedgie dance on TV. It was like really? on TV. Yes. Um, <laughs> somewhere on a VHS buried somewhere in my parents' house. There's me doing the wedgie dance for the wild Th- Thornberry's movie coming out on TV. Right. Great um, movie. I also like went on the very, very last tour 
wow. of Nickelodeon Studios before it closed, right? Yeah. And um, before it closed um, for the tour, they would have this like kind of double dare-esque game. Oh. And I won. So I won the very last like double dare style game at the Nickelodeon Studios before it just like ended forever. Wow. You know, before they before it became Blue Man Group or like whatever it is that happened to it. Yeah. Became storage space. And there was something like really like profound about that because it was just like it was like my childhood was like ending in real time, like in that yes. moment, it's like having this like triumphant moment at like Nickelodeon Studios and then it was just over. So I feel like the kind of like it's kind of not a thing anymore, but I feel like the the in park studio kind of experiences, the in park TV stuff yeah. that used to happen, you know, I think that stuff was really cool. It wasn't very practical, yeah, for for a for a family trip or for the studios to probably film at, yeah. But I I thought it was really cool, you know, to be able to walk up and see, especially not in Hollywood, to see it somewhere like Orlando, Florida, and like walk up and go, hey, like. TV, the stuff I, I watch on TV is happening right here. Yeah. That's you know, amazing. there's something really cool about that. I think it really added to like the theme park magic. I wish they could bring something like that back. Yeah, they're not. It's not yeah, practical. Man. I think they just shoot wrestling now on the lots and stuff like that. I think so. Yeah. Let's just bring it out into the midways. Yeah, just have UFC in the midways. <laughs> Don't announce anything, just do it. Just, yeah, million dollar idea. All right, I'm about to go with my next one. Yeah. Uh, stuff, underrated stuff. I'm going to go with theme parks that actually think about dietary needs and, like, accommodate. Mm. And not just, like, here's your salad. Like, actually have different things at different stands that people can eat. Um, as somebody in our family has to eat gluten-free or also just doesn't go well, um, you know, to have a gluten-free area stand – to be able to go, it's actually opened my world to what is considered a good food park. Um, so you know. why don't you share with us some good food parks for uh, people secretly, with dietary restrictions? Hershey. Hershey Park surprised me. Um, my wife, I think she said her favorite gluten-free thing she's ever eaten at a park was the gluten-free whoopie pie at um, making whoopie. Oh. And making whoopee. Yes. Just a great name. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, Del Grosso's is surprisingly good. Got the gluten-free pasta for her. Oh, wow. Um, which, so I just, I think you can actually, an underappreciated thing, when you go to a website, because I've been doing this with, like, every park in yeah. America through the road trip, um, parks that actually, like, inform you about, like, where you can go. Is a, a huge plus. Okay. What's your I, next I feel that. Stuff? Oh. My next stuff? Next stuff. Mist. <laughs> mist. <laughs> 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 it's just park mist. Just Nothing like, is better than like just feeling like crap on a hot day and you yeah. just walk through a misty fan. Oh, <laughs> like, so like, good. Like uh, parks that just really put it out there too, you know? Like, uh, yeah, it's like Dollywood, like I think we call it like Dolly Spit. Like it just, it just feels good. Like, I don't know. It's just, there's something about like, you know, just walking under a misty fan. Cause you're like in a concrete, like unless you're at Dollywood or something, you're in like a concrete hellhole. Like a lot of time in some of these parks, there's not like a lot of shade or trees. And then you just get hit with like mist. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. 
I love that it was Mist. Um, I made a lot of people happy turning on Misters at the Worlds of Fun when I worked there. Um, so yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of Mist. Mist for sure. My next one is um, I'm going to go with friendly staff. Like staff that's just like actually yeah. good. Um, like, cause you know, hiring in theme parks is not easy. It's not an easy task for anybody, but, um, like when you get a actual friendly employee that like cares about their job and is like good and efficient and friendly, um, they don't even have to be good at their job. They can just be friendly and it's just, just be like, nice. Holy cow. Yeah. Iowa parks. And- <laughs> I Iowa fanboy over here. I'd move. Mans is not from Iowa and riding for Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to visit Uh, Iowa for uh, the five hundred dollars for that statement. Yeah, but I I just think friendly staff is uh, goes under noticed a lot at at some parks too. Like I don't know. Everybody always says Holiday World has friendly staff, but like there are friendlier staff out there. They're friendly though. Like, I don't know. They are. They're very nice. Um But I think it's unfair. I think just a lot of other parks don't get even you're like, recognized. You're like, but but you're like they're friendlier because it's in Iowa and yeah, I love Iowa. <laughs> like they have to eat corn every day. You know? Yeah, I I, I guess friendlier. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. Well, I love you. I'll have Iowa. to take your word for it. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fire. <laughs> You're just like hitting all the elements of Earth here. Well, I love this. I, these are just rolling off of me, right? Like yeah. I didn't even think fire was on the list, but when I thought of water, I was like, we gotta talk about fire. You have to. Universal, the goat at fire on rides, right? You got you got the fireball on Spider Man. You got the ceiling lighting on fire on the Mummy ride. Mm-hmm. You know, you got those places like uh, was it Jurassic Jurassic Park where they got the little fire little torches when you walk in like yeah. i love me some fire right yeah like uh, i the love fire the, coming the, from the dragon yeah you just the danger like give me a little like taste of danger when i paid that amount of money it's like yes just give me like a oh my god i feel the, the hairs on my face might singe off like uh-huh. i'm paying for that like, like I, give me. I think fire. it's worth ten dollars a ticket to have good fire yeah. in a park. That was what's great about Bizarro. Yeah. Now Medusa, you know, is when when the fire effects work. Yes. Because if you're going real fast and you see a little bit of fire, you know that's like that's pretty cool. <laughs> in my opinion, like, it is. Give me some fire. <laughs> like, like... All right, my next one is um, less fiery, less misty, um, more round and circular. Circle, circle, circle. Um, sorry, something something came across me. Um, but I'm going to go with a, a brass ring carousel. Ooh. Underrated. That's, a, that's, a, that's like a yeah. best ride in a park situation. You only got two of them. And uh, I think just having those in the park escalates your park from, if it's a C, we're talking maybe A minus B plus because you've got that carousel. I, I rode my first uh, brass ring carousel last year. I did not know the lore to the brass yeah. ring carousel experience, right? So if you're listening and you haven't had that experience, it's okay. I didn't until this year. Um, I, I was with, riding um, carousel with, uh, if you've heard of like Bima from El Toro Ryan and like uh, the guy Reride King, right? 
They were explaining yeah. to me like the brass ring carousel where you got, you you grab the brass ring, you catch it, and then you throw it in the mouth, right? Yeah. That shit is so fun because it, it makes it like it's like a game and a ride at the same time, yes. and everyone's just kind of like it's like it's so goofy and it like is. um almost like 1920s-esque or something like that. You know, yeah. people just leaning over the horses, hanging off and just trying to get the ring and stuff. And it's difficult. It's not easy to do. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think, that, I think that there's something really cool about that. And actually it makes it um a lot more different than what I've come to understand what a carousel is supposed to be like, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I think that there's something really cool about, you know, grabbing the brass ring and throwing it in the, the mouth and, failing at it miserably with everybody else right there's there's something special about that and then Um, when you get the brass ring and like the one person that gets the brass ring gets the free ride yeah i got it once and it was it was a life-changing experience you felt like a champion didn't you i kind of felt like i was the last person on the nickelodeon set winning the double day game (laughs) yeah i mean it's probably very equivalent honestly (laughs) it has to be that's when i grew up Yeah, yeah so Okay. Love it. Uh, yeah. What's your What's your next one? Um, since we're going to like some some rides, uh, okay. I'm going to say bumper cars. Oh, yeah. People just skip over bumper cars, like they mm-hmm. they they grew up, like they grew out of bumper cars or anything. <laughs> but just like driving into people, it's just a huge stupid mess. Yes. No one's ever going to do it right. There's no way to do it right. You just run into people. People <laughs> run into you, and you just keep it pushing. Like yeah. people go the wrong direction, they get hit, spin around. You're gonna head on some people. It's gonna happen. They say not <laughs> yes. to do it. It's gonna doesn't matter. It's happening. <laughs> like, this is gonna, it's what are they gonna they're gonna stop you? Like, <laughs> like no gonna one's <laughs> no one's gonna stop you. They're not gonna e stop the ride for you. Yeah. No one's <laughs> e stopping bumper cars. <laughs> like have you ever uh, I used to do this on the bumper cars. I would get like a group of friends, six people, and we'd all get in a straight line and we're into each other in Congo line. And the first person that hits, hits head onto the concrete. And then you go back and you're getting hit and you just go. And it's like, no, that sounds crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Insane. It's probably a little bit dangerous, but when you do it with like six people, it's amazing. Well, someone listening right now, make sure to go do this and <laughs> report back to us. Let us know how it went. This is my number one. And I think I might've got ahead of myself a little bit. We might have a couple more. Um, <laughs> Which is fine. Fascination. Fascination. Um, I think much like the Brass Ring Carousel escalates Knobles, so does Fascination, um, which takes Knobles, if it were a C, to a B, to an A-plus kind of place um, in an instant with those two picks. But Fascination is just, it's the perfect like breakup to your day if you're like, Riding coasters all morning, it's a little bit intense. Like somebody's not feeling well. It's like, okay, let's all get a $20 bill and let's go put it on the fascination table. Let's go try to win a Chinese finger trap or um, a, a, a set of knives and, and literally a case of Knobles you can do. <laughs> I would love a set of knives from Knobles. <laughs> I have um, some fascination coupons on my wall. and. That. I'm going to probably, my wife's like, we should keep them for souvenirs. And I'm like, no, I want the souvenir is the, the knives from Knoebel. <laughs> I look great You're on like, my you'll shelf, see. you know? You'll see I'm getting these. <laughs> I'm going to get the Cutco 
Knobles edition knives. Uh, I just love it so much. And, and Indiana Beach, it's um, it's not as good at Indiana Beach, but it's still amazing. I haven't done it, but I I, I am aware of it, and I I, I do want to play it. Okay, I'm, I'm just telling you, get a twenty dollar bill, put it down, and have a, um, have a good good old time. It's gonna be an hour of fun. It's an hour for twenty dollars? That's crazy. It probably is. Yeah, about that much. That's crazy. Uh, well, okay. So my yours? number one underrated theme park thing. It's gonna be grass. <laughs> <laughs> Train rides. Train rides. <laughs> Yeah. No one no one likes to like just get on the train. Ride Dude, the damn train. It's always it's a good, good time. You're gonna get tired. Much like your fascination thing. Like yeah. you're at a park all day. Maybe you're only riding shit all day. No, you you're getting you're getting older. Right. You're 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 a gentle connoisseur of the park. You need you need a break. Right. Get on the damn train. There's all- there's some shade. Sometimes when you go to certain parks, like I know that uh, Six Flags America does this, uh, where they'll they'll theme the train ride for the haunt because they don't have any haunted houses, oh, so yeah. they have a, so instead they have a spooky train. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a... they just have they just have scare zones and a spooky train. Wow. Um, but also like uh, at least the year I went, maybe they have haunts haunted houses another year, but also Knobles does a, a crazy spooky train ride super popular yeah. the line goes down the fucking block it, the line is longer <laughs> than any line for any ride at Knobles ever yeah is this damn train <laughs> it's like and the spooky train ride is amazing like get on get on the spooky train ride and it rides through a lot of cool random spooky shit yeah it's just like lit up tunnels and stuff Oh, there's just, there's a lot of stuff. It's like they've got like whole back areas. Oh, and the uh, the antique cars it has a, a spooky little spooky antique car <laughs> experience. <laughs> oh, um, so um, yeah, get on. By the way, yeah, I, I realize antique cars here. too. Ride a drive to a park to just ride a fake car <laughs> that's very slow and not good. Get out of the car. Get into the car. Get in a car. Rope drop the car. Rope drop the car. Stop. (laughs) Stop rope dropping other rides. Yeah. Just get to those antique cars. Have you ever, by the way, just, I'm going to add this to my list. Rope dropping a park, but not going where you should go. And just like, and like uh, going to the antique cars, going to ride, um, I don't know, like at Kennywood, we rope dropped Kangaroo. And it was like this. This is a great start to the day. <laughs> I did that at Disneyland, where I, um, I mean, every ride Disneyland is a classic. But like, mm-hmm. instead of going to Rise of the Resistance, yeah, I just like got the like the uh, the Disney Genie Lightning Lane or whatever. Yeah, and I just went and rode like Indiana Jones and like Jungle Cruise and like uh thunder mountain just rode like four different rides while everyone else was like just running to star wars and just like was haunted mansion just big chilling like you know just like no waiting in hour-long lines or anything just like got on everything no problem because everyone's just running towards star wars like 
if you know where everyone else is going and you know that you've got the upper hand, just like do your thing. Like, cause yeah. you're going to have a better time. It's true. Uh, I'm going to go honorable mention here um, to go along with your missed fire and go landscaping for real. Uh, I think a well landscaped park, you know, I, I slide my flowers. Um, I think it's, you know, you clean up the, you actually pick up the trash on the ground. You take care of the flowers, you mow weekly and uh, it's a fantastic park. I'm going to, I'm going to one up you and say that um, experiences at theme parks where they are like, they don't have to be nice to you. Ooh. So like the fountain at lost continent. Yes. <laughs> that like just says mean shit to people and just like soaks them. Your job is to be mean. Like, yeah, I got people. like soaked by that damn fountain. Just like, uh-huh. I thought it would only soak people one way. It did the different way. I was talking shit. Fountain got me. <laughs> it knew. You know, when I was like in high school, middle school, I, I can't remember. That fountain got my ass, right? <laughs> shit like that. Amazing. Like, give me, give me, give me a intentionally mean theme park experience. <laughs> Like, would that would that also include like uh, haunted Man- haunted mansion and um, Tower of Terror? Would that be included in that? Or are you talking about like more hostile? More hostile than that. Good. I feel like the, okay. I feel like I feel like that's like a little like you know like G rated spooky. Yeah. Uh, I feel like um, when it comes to like Shrek, um, Shrek at Universal shit talking people. Yeah, or like uh, was it the Universal Horror Makeup Show? Oh yeah. I think there's like a line in that show. It's like this. They even say it in the show. It's like this isn't Disney. We don't have to be nice to you. <laughs> like, Fantastic. like, like I love shit like that where it's just like, it's just like a little more uh, adult, right? You know, um, like just, just, yeah, just be a jerk. It's like that hot dog place in Chicago where they all just are like mean to you. Uh, are you talking about dicks? Last resort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's always a fun place to get the silly like, hats. I, like, I want to park like that. That'd be a good idea. Or, yeah, no, that place in, um... There's the place in, um... Hollywood Studios? Yeah, where they make you wash your hands and shit like that. Yeah, that's also a good time. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, like... Just have me pay too much money to be treated a little less than good. <laughs> yeah. I want to feel a little bit of shame here. Yeah, like it's like BDSM for like yeah, yeah. <laughs> for like a theme park experience. Like, yeah, everybody needs it. Uh, everyone's getting a little little dominatrix action from the the fountain on the Lost Continent. Yeah, it's you, a little different. It's like get waterboarded from the. That's what you get for thinking you're walking straight to Potter. You know? Yeah. Well, excellent. Hey, I appreciate you uh, joining in, Mikey. That was a a fun trilogy. Yeah, um, you know, we, uh, one of the best I can think of, to be honest with oh, you. Oh wow. Is it the only one? <laughs> um, well, you got Star Wars, the, the original trilogy. No, I mean of this podcast. Oh yeah, I don't um, think there's any other trilogies. Yeah, so it's like it's like when you tell somebody you're like, you know, your, your actual dad that you're his favorite dad. It's, it's kind of like, well, same yeah, thing. like you're, you're my only dad. Yeah, uh, but hey, man, I appreciate you joining. And, yeah, yeah, uh, no problem. Good times, and uh, you know, maybe we'll have to bring you on for uh, part four one time soon. Let me come on with everybody else with all the talking heads. We could all Ooh. we could all discuss with the That'd with the rest fun. of the cuzzies. Ooh, I might have to yeah. tap uh, old Mitch and uh, Mitch and Logan on the shoulder and let them know yeah. about that. 
Yeah. Let's All do right. it. Work for me. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Peace out. Peace out. My name is Mikey Mayo. You can find me on social media. M-I-K-I-E-M-A-Y-O. Um, I got music. Uh, some might say that I'm the second most famous coaster enthusiast that is also a musician. Um, the first being Johan Lennox. And one day I will be the third whenever there's a much more famous musician, coaster enthusiast. Um, whenever that happens. Um, besides that, I just want to say, you know, Everyone have a good night. Get home safe. And Apollo's Chariot sucks. Coast of Radio. I don't even remember what we talked about. The, the last I talked bit. about Knobles a lot. Just like Brass Ring Carousel. The last one you talked about Knobles, I know for sure. Oh, I talked about Knobles and everything. Surprise. <laughs> I still got to ride that stupid carousel. Apparently... We were on the wrong one. Apparently, we everyone's like, ride the Canola's Carousel. So we did. But apparently, we rode the one in the back yeah. and not the actual one. And I don't... You're like, this I, is dumb. Well, I was like, oh, that was <laughs> fine. I, I literally was like, where is... I, I still can't picture in the park where the actual real Canola's Carousel is. Like, where is it? Oh, God. It is... I, I've been there a couple times, three times, and I still... Oh, wait, let's just... I couldn't walk just, right to it. Because I want to say it's close to Haunted Mansion and like on the way over to the Black Diamond. Kind of like in between Oh, that. so back there. Oh, it's okay. It's there. It's like kind of where you get the your ticket, your pay one price ride pass ticket. Yeah, which are hilariously hard to find in the first place. Yeah, it's, I know. We were lost finding it. So you cross that covered bridge. Oh, my God. So I have a picture of that covered bridge. So I must have been standing right in front of the carousel when I took that picture <laughs> before I get to the ride, the pay one, the the passes. So okay, so we completely missed it. We went all the way to the back yeah. and found the other one. Yep, you, you messed that up because it's it's literally one of the best things about Knobles. Um, but um, you know, well, we'll let it slide for now. Mikey Mayo, that was a good time sitting with Mikey Mayo and talking about underrated stuff. Funny, funny individual, that Mikey Mayo. Great music. I listen to his music daily. It's in my regular rotation. It's in the shuffle. So uh, make sure you go check out Mikey Mayo on Spotify. All right. So to end off this show, we're ending off on a little bit of a serious note. Hope that's okay with everyone. Um, I think this is something that I really enjoyed we did on Prairie Coasting. And something that I want to continue going forward through Coaster Cuzzies is when we have a more serious discussion or more maybe a um, not so much disagreement, but wanting to get on the same page about certain things in the podcast or in our lives. Uh, what we did on Prairie Coasting is after we had that discussion, we actually kind of hashed it out and really, really brought that discussion together in person for content. Um, it not only I felt brought me and Logan closer together, it also, I think brought the listeners closer together. We actually got a lot of good feedback from people saying that they really resonated with a little bit more of a serious chat and also us being a bit more vulnerable. So I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what I wanted to do here because on last week, me and Coaster Bro had, I think, a really productive discussion. After an initial sort of miscommunication, we had a pr- productive <laughs> discussion about um, sort of how we wanted to view our show, the guests we bring on, and how we wanted to portray like 
ourselves as both allies of the LGBTQ group, which of course I'm a member of, but also making sure that we are conscious about being anti-racist, really focusing on making sure that we're allies and champions of women's rights and women's health and everything along those lines, wanting to make sure that not we are not only ourselves are that, but also the guests we bring on, the content we put out. So this is that's kind of the preface of the discussion that happened. And uh, I think we got to a good understanding. But I would think the, the discussion that I want to talk about here is like, maybe bringing it forward on like, talking about what we came to the conclusion of there, the actions we want to take going forward, um, asking some listener feedback, and also just kind of a back, a general back and forth. So maybe the first question I'll pose to you, Coaster Bro, is like, how did you feel about the discussion? Like, how, like, what, how do you feel like we left things off? Do you have like a more positive about the future? Like, and maybe some things you've resonated on or thought about since we've had that talk? Like, what are your kind of overall initial thoughts um, in this uh, serious serious yeah. bit. No, it, it was a great discussion and and Logan was also in on the conversation but decided to just uh stir the pot a little bit I think between you and I which was pretty yeah. funny um and just be the little brother that he is and, and <laughs> just kind of put his his shit in the in the conversation and step out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a good conversation because um we were kind of talking about you know some past guests that have been on the show and maybe that um you know, it didn't represent um, the direction that we've been trying to take this show um, for a while now, I would say. And I think we've been taking some good strides in and making sure that um, we're highlighting the community and everybody in the community. And But taking extra steps to uh, make sure that's a safe place for everybody to listen to, which is, um, I think, one of the most important things that came out of our little conversation that we had. Um, yeah. So just trying to find better ways to to represent all the people that are in the community, and um, you know we don't want anybody to feel threatened in any way, right? Is that is that kind of I don't know if threatened was the word was threatened the word? Like I think <laughs> I think more I think what I what I said is more of creating a safe space because I think yeah we we want to of course we've had women on the show before but also of course we want to have guests on the show who are maybe even in more vulnerable positions or maybe have a more unique perspective. Cause I think the whole point of the show was to bring people on from different perspectives and that sort of thing. And we want to make sure that everyone feels like a safe space. So while we, Mm, I think agree that we want everyone with differing opinions and stuff like that, there are certain opinions and there are certain actions that people take, which diminish the rights of others. And that's something that of course me, Coaster Bro and Logan do not want. We, the three of us don't do (laughs) it at all. Like, or else right. I don't think any of us would be doing this show. But we also <laughs> want to make sure that our guests that we bring on are also like emulating that and and creating a safe space for other guests. So when people maybe listen to our show, they're like, you know what? I, I feel safe enough reaching out and saying I want to come on the show or mm-hmm. um or saying I'm I feel safe enough being vulnerable in the show. Cause we the last thing we want is someone listening to this and being like, ooh, they had this person on and this person thinks this or this person mm-hmm. is vehemently anti-gay, which of course we would never have on the show, but that's just an <laughs> right. example because I would be very, very uh, cheesed and not very happy about that. So I think that's, I think threatened isn't, is, isn't quite that because I, yeah. if anyone feels threatened listening to the show or being on the show, I think we've really fucked it up. Yeah, I would say so. And I, th- I think just moving forward, what we're going to do is just uh, be more careful about who we do bring on and 
and make sure that um, the people that do come on understand that, hey, our listeners, you know, expect um, a standard of quality from us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're going to, well, I know we're going to do a lot better of a job moving forward as far as um, who we bring on the show, who we represent, and um, making sure that we're also highlighting all sorts of people. Because it's not just, um, you know, boring like white dudes in their thirties with high socks and cargo shorts. There, there's more to our community. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I was going to make a joke additionally onto that, but I don't want to slam any organization. So I won't. It's all good. We'll, we'll say, we'll save it for the, the private, the, the discorders maybe potentially. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I guess this this conversation is just kind of an oath to 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 our listeners that we're gonna, um, I think, be more vocal about that, mm-hmm. um, represent that a little bit better, and and we would love to hear from the listeners as well, as far as um, if there's anything that we've ever done in the past or or that that maybe was unsettling to you and you want to talk about it, we'd we'd love to uh, DMs are open to talk about that and um, maybe what we could do to move forward. Um, with the show and um, do a better job with, with, with our representation. And if you have any ideas as well for the, for, for going forward, we want to hear from you guys. I think I really like being vulnerable on the show. I like, I like recognizing this. I like having, just taking a moment to be a little more serious. We're all very jokey, but it is nice to do that. So, and we want to make sure that we're really hearing from the listeners. I think a lot of you guys have been with us. For a long time, I mean, of course, before me and Logan joined the show, and I think the whole fun and joy of this show is figuring out how the three of us fit together and how we want the show to be. And I think we've had more community involvement, more guest involvement on this show than either of our past shows combined, mm-hmm. which has been awesome, but it also opens us up to making, I would say we have to put in more effort to create that safe space because it's not just like you said dudes talking here with no consequences <laughs> and no right. uh no anything like that it's almost like that post the post-covid podcast ha- is is really not just quarantined together it's it's we want to represent the world around us and, and and take a take a higher take the high road i would say is on this and uh be just be super positive and excited about the future but also real Awesome. Well, that was fun to talk about. I like talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's good. I I I I just prefer talking about it in person anyways to mm-hmm. to text. It's uh it's just nice to be a little more a little more open. You see a little bit different sides of us. Yep. For sure. How do we um <laughs> do we go straight into plugging? I, I I would I I think we can round it up kind of like kind of like what we do. I'm not sure if you do this, but I do this all the time at work, where it's like in corporate speech when it's like when it's like, "Hi, you're doing like a doing small talk, and how was your day? How was your weekend?" And then okay. you then you go into like a meeting. It's like, okay, um, that's great. Anyway, so we're talking about this meeting. So <laughs> the, the corporate. So maybe I'll maybe I'll do a a little a slide. Oh yeah, you got a corporate slide here. Yeah, yeah. I work remotely, so I'm not getting any better at those. Oh, I'm the corporate slider. I am definitely because like a lot of people, they don't know the balance between small talk and work talk. You need mm-hmm. a perfect balance of the two. Yeah, I just um, prefer okay. not to talk. <laughs> Surprisingly, 
All right. Well, that was, I think, a really awesome episode of fun talk, serious talk, and all that good stuff. So, Coaster Bro, if they want to see more of us, hear more of our episodes, both funny, serious, past guests, all that good stuff, where would they go? Best place to find us, solo.to slash coastercuzzies. You can find all of our socials there, the TikToks, the Instagrams, the YouTubes, the Facebook, the Twitter machine. You can find some past podcasts there. You can find where I've been uh, on a YouTube page once, you know, somebody else's YouTube. It's pretty cool. It's a good place to be, solo.to slash coastercuzzies. Also, if you uh, want to rate the show, that would be very helpful for us. You like us? That's nice. Give us five stars. Tell us why you love us. It helps the show out, helps with the rankings, helps people discover our podcast. And um, one other thing I do want to address, too, that is actually somewhat serious, I guess. Um, You guys have probably started to see ads or started to hear ads on the Mm -hmm. show. Uh, You know, it's always a tough decision to try to start monetizing your little project that you had. But, you know, we just, Coaster Cousy just turned three in uh, in February. And um, in that time, I think we sold a couple of shirts. And um, spent, uh, oh gosh, probably close to $300 on website fees. Uh, you know, about microphones, about a laptop, about all this stuff. And um, it's a passion project. I love to do it. But um, also wouldn't mind, you know, paying some of that back and, and finding ways to uh, <laughs> enhance the show as we go along. So uh, we appreciate you guys for understanding that. Um, you know, there's going to be a couple ads here and there, and, and that's just how it's going to be. But um, we'll have some other opportunities for you to support us as well. Um, but I just want to address that because I know people get weird about whenever you uh, start to monetize, start to put ads and things. And um, I don't know if you had a camera on me and all the work that I do for uh, the podcast. I think I think you'd understand. <laughs> Uh, between like well you logan everyone editing i think i think it makes a lot of sense i i uh i'm here for it i think it's good to i think it's good to address it and talk about it i think you posted on the discord but i think it's good to talk about it get it here actually on the podcast so listeners know that we acknowledge that and we know but we also know that um it's 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 good to get a little little something go put we invested right back into the podcast i mean Mm -hmm. it's not like we're I mean, it'd be nice if it paid. It'd be nice if we got enough money that How we could go to. How crazy would it be if running to, Spotify ads started to pay for our trips? Yeah, <laughs> fucking going to Australia, the three of us. That'd be fucking great. That'd but, be amazing. Australia. and take an Australia jab. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as it stands right now, everything gets reinvested into the into the podcast. So everything, all the ads you listen to will just help to make this is and continue on going longer. So we really appreciate the understanding. Yeah, like I gotta buy a new cord all of a sudden because my mic stopped working. Mm, you yeah. know, that's um un- unsuspecting things that that it costs to run a podcast. But we appreciate you guys. You're the bomb. That was. We really hope you enjoyed this very fun episode. Fun, serious, all that good stuff. Episode the first one with me and Coaster Bro just together, minus the road trip one. Yeah. We just forget that. Um, the, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um. We really hope you have a great day, evening, week, whatever it is. Ride on. As Logan says, keep your sticks on the ice. Keep keep hydrated. Keep smiling. And we'll see you all in the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>